0: Guys, I am so excited. This is one of, and you'll hear me say this a million times, one of my favorite lessons. But this really is a super, super cool lesson when it's done through the Jewish perspective. It's going to totally change the story that you think you know. You don't. I know. I don't know anything either. I keep reading the Bible, the Torah, and I go, oh yeah, I know this. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I did not know that. All right. You got your paper? You got your pencil. You're so Western. You should just be absorbing all this, right? No, I know. I know. I'm kidding. I got to have something to grade. I know. it's. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Stand up. Let's say the Shema. Let's remind God who he is to us and who we are and the appropriate response, right? If the kingdom has come, it's by the finger of God, right? God's Puts his finger into it and the whole universe gets created. Imagine if he put his shoulder into it or his back into it. It's like, oh my gosh. All right, let's say this together Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Echad. Ve'ahavta et Adonai Elohecha. Ve'chol levavecha. Uvechol nefshecha, Uvechol meodecha. Ve'ahavta la kamocha. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and love your neighbor as yourself, amen. Amen. These are the very words of God. Please be seated for my words. All right. Guys, there exists within Judaism no other narrative from scripture so often read, recited, and prayed over as the Akedah. Say A-k-a-da. Akedah. Everybody say A-k-a-da. Akedah. The Akedah of Isaac. What do you think the Akedah means if it's the Akedah of Isaac? Maybe the Blessing, the prayer. Much more grim than that. Oh Yeah. Is this one ever- oh, yeah. This is exactly when Abraham's going to sacrifice him. The akedah means the binding. The akedah is the binding of Isaac in Genesis 22. Guys, after morning prayers are said and after the recitation of the laws of sacrifice, the devout Jew recites the entire story of the binding of Isaac, the akedah. So the observant Jewish world, y'all, prays over the story of Genesis 22 every single day of the year. Now, nobody fell out of their chairs. So I'm assuming you don't know why that should blow you away. And you don't know. But at the end of this lesson, you're going to know. And then when you realize, wait, the entire religious Jewish world Praise over that story every day? Oh my gosh, you might fall out of your chair and that's okay, we'll pick you up. What other event of recent study occurred every single day of the year without fail? Twice a day, every day. Moses commanded it. Saturday, especially Saturday. What if it's snowing? You'll be cold. Oh, well, what if it's a holiday? Thank you, which ones? The morning and the evening, nine o'clock, three o'clock. Sacrifices, very good. Gee, I wonder if these are connected. Yes. Huh. Gee, is the Pope Catholic? I think he is. So yes, of course they're connected. All right, when God speaks of Isaac in Genesis 22, you can open your Bibles and follow along, um, or at least put your finger there in Genesis 22. When God speaks of Isaac, he mentions him. Only in terms of Isaac's relationship to his father. It's really kind of cool. To explain the unique father-son relationship between Abraham and Isaac, the writer of the book of Hebrews uses a term, the only begotten of his father. Now, was Isaac the only begotten of his father? No. Abraham had Ishmael. However, the way the Bible renders it, Isaac was an only begotten and so was Ishmael. You say, wait a minute. How could Abraham have two only begotten sons? Because they were only begotten sons of their mothers. Hagar only had Ishmael with Abraham. Sarah only had Isaac with Abraham. So Isaac really was the only begotten of his father. Now, he says, Isaac is the only begotten son of Abraham. The apostle John says the same thing of Jesus three times in the gospel of John. And once in first John, he calls Jesus the only begotten son of his father. Now, Abraham and Isaac's unique father-son relationship is recognized in several of the rabbinic legends. And every time I say rabbinic legend or Midrash, you guys ought to, Get excited because we're getting ready to go somewhere where the Christian world is completely ignorant. We just don't know any legends and we just don't know any madrashes. And after today, I'm going to tell you, I know of at least three madrash, midrashim, that are recorded in the Bible. You're like, what? Yeah, as in inspired word of God, has three different madrashas. These are things that Jewish people made up to make the sent, uh, text make sense. And I know of at least three. And I'm gonna show you one of those today. And you're gonna be like, okay. All right. One of the rabbinic legends regarding the story of Abraham and Isaac, scoffers said, oh, that child isn't Sarah's. That child's not Abraham's. I'm sorry, the child is Sarah's, but not Abraham's. What? Yeah, Abraham's too old to father a son. There's no way. That's surely the son of King Abimelech. Well, if you go a little earlier in the story, sure enough, Abraham and Sarah are traveling and they meet up with this King Abimelech who basically takes one look at Sarah and says, man, that's a good looking 65 year old. I'll tell you what, I know I can have any girl in the whole kingdom but I want grandma over there to be in my harem. I'm serious. And he takes Sarah as if to sleep with her. Cause she's one fine 65 year old, all right? Uh, and Abraham says, just tell him you're my sister. She goes, okay, uh, that's just my brother. And so King Abimelech says, cool. I'm not actually gonna have to kill you <laughs> if you're the brother, but I'm gonna take her and I'm gonna make her my wife. Now, of course God visits Abimelech scares the living daylights out of him. And he gives Sarah back the next day and goes, "Why did you tell me that was your wife? And Abraham says, well, you didn't ask. (laughs) Um, Whatever. So scoffer says, that's King Abimelech's son. In response to the scoffers, God made, this is the legend, the face of Isaac, a mirror image of Abraham. So that when they saw the son, they would see the father. When they saw Isaac's face, it was Abraham. Put them together. Oh my gosh, they're twins. This is the legend. God made Isaac's face a mirror image of Abraham's. So that people that scoffed would truly know that this was the son of Abraham because he was in the very image of his father. Now listen to John 14. Jesus says, if you had known me, you would have known my father also from now on you do know him and you have seen him. And Philip says, Lord, show us the father. We've never seen the father, right? It'd be enough for us if if you just show us the father. And Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen who? The father has seen God. It's almost like John knew that rabbinic legend and said, Jesus, his father. Pretty cool. All right, I wanna start building for you guys a profile of similarities between Isaac and Jesus. Isaac is the promised son of the covenant with Abraham that God made with Abraham. (gasps) Oh. Jesus is the promised son of the covenant that God made with Abraham. Do you remember? All the families of the earth shall bless themselves because of you. That was the code for, I'm gonna send the Messiah to the world through your family bloodline, Abraham. Pretty cool. Isaac is born through miraculous conception. Sarah's 90, 89, And she has a baby when she's 90. Miraculous conception? Uh, Yeah, just ask any woman who's ever had a baby. At late 30s, early 40s, it's a high risk to get pregnant because your baby can have uh, uh, defects, birth defects. It's it's is a higher uh, chance for Down syndrome, things like that. Wait, Jesus is born through a miraculous conception. Oh my goodness, that's right. Isaac is the long-awaited fulfillment of God's promise. 25 years God made Abraham wait from the time he said, I'll give you land, descendants. Descendants, my kids. He was 75 when he heard God say it. You know how old he was when Isaac was born? he was a hundred, 25 years God made him wait. So Isaac was the long awaited fulfillment of God's promise. Oh wait, Jesus is the long awaited fulfillment of God's promise. Even longer, right? He waited almost 1800 years to give Jesus. Isaac is offered up for sacrifice on Mount Moriah by his father. Isaac is offered up for sacrifice, taken to Mount Moriah by his father. Jesus is offered up. Stop. Guess where Mount Moriah ends up being located. No. no. Really? They built Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. I'm not kidding you. So Jesus is offered up for sacrifice on Mount Moriah by his Father, isn't that incredible? Did you know Mount Moriah was where Jerusalem was built? I did not know that either. All right. Isaac does not die, but lives, thanks to God. Jesus dies, but lives, thanks to God. So you and me are supposed to see in Isaac and in this story, the Akedah, a picture of Jesus. One of the main differences between the Christian telling of the Akedah and the Jewish telling. Um, I thought the Holy Spirit had come to visit us for a second. (laughs) Holy Spirit's always here. One of the main differences between the Christian telling of the Akedah and the Jewish telling is the age of the, quote, boy, Isaac, at the time of his binding. Now, gut reaction, knee-jerk reaction. The first thing that comes to your mind, what, how old do you think Isaac was at the time of this little sacrifice here? You've always been taught in Sunday school, always heard in sermons in church. How old? Quick. Like eight. eight, Five. Young, he's just a young kid, right? Kind of a, daddy, where are we going off to? And it's, uh, well, uh, we're gonna go do a sacrifice, son. Okay, daddy. And he's just sort of this, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Hey, where's the lamb? God will provide. Why do you have a knife in your hand? (laughs) God will provide, quiet. Okay, you know, it's just this oblivious little kid. That's the way I always, always, always heard. This image has been cemented in our minds from our preachers, teachers, and our own cultural misunderstandings. Now, the Torah does not tell us that Isaac was a young boy. It says he was a lad, and because we're not Irish, we don't use the word lad very much, do we? No, we don't know. We think lad means a little kid. A lad does not mean a little kid. The word in Hebrew is naar, N-A-A-R, naar. Na'ar means young man, bachelor of marriageable age. This kid's at least 21, at least. But he's not 21, he's even older. Now, where do we get that? Jewish tradition puts Isaac at age 36. Why does the Jewish tradition put Isaac at the age of 36 at the time of the Akedah? Here's the reason. And this blue, the reason I don't have much hair is because it got blown back when I learned this, okay? (laughs) Um, Here's why. The Torah records Sarah's death in Genesis 23, immediately after the binding of Isaac. Let me say that again. Chapter 22 is the binding of Isaac. Chapter 23, Sarah's death. So Jewish tradition said, wait a minute, Sarah died immediately following Isaac's sacrifice. Why did Sarah die? Because she was so overwhelmed with grief that her husband would take their only son and go and kill him. And when they left, Sarah grieved in her heart and then she died. Okay, this is what the Jews say. He say, ah, that's just Jewish that they're making that up. That's not what the Bible says. Hang on a second. Before you start judging a Madrash, ask yourself one question. Does God respect Madrash? And if so, should I respect Madrash? Mm, mm, you decide. Okay. If Sarah was 90 at the time that Isaac was born, and everybody turn to Genesis 23 and tell me how old she was. 127 when she died, how old was Isaac? Huh? 127 minus 90, it's 37. But you gotta imagine, you know, a few months here or there, they put him at 36. Now this is really gonna blow you away. What year did Jesus die? Okay, there's a debate between scholars. Some scholars say Jesus died in the year 30 AD. Okay? <laughs> Other scholars say Jesus died in the year 33 AD. I personally believe that Jesus died April 3rd, 33 AD. And I have astronomical evidence for this date. Astronomical meaning the stars told me, (laughs) not me personally, but the stars are so precise. The universe is a clock that doesn't miss one tick. So the software programs we have now available can show us what the sky looked like a thousand years ago, 2,000 years ago, 8,000 years ago, and it's perfectly accurate because thanks to a guy named Johannes Kepler who figured out the laws of planetary motion, he realized, wait a minute, the universe is mathematical. The universe is built on math. And does, is two plus two always four or is it just four on like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays? Two plus two is always four. What if you're on the planet Alpha Centauri? Is two plus two still four? So no matter where you are in the universe, no matter what time you lived, back with, you know, a bunch of cave people banging rocks together, two plus two is still four. Math is math no matter what. It's a law. God built the universe. So we're gonna see a video that shows this. It's the most awesome thing. It's gonna blow all your hairs back. And it, it's gonna be about Christmas time when we celebrate Jesus' birthday. So... I say it's 33 A.D. I think there's good evidence to say it's 33 A.D. Uh, then how old was Jesus when he died? The Bible says. It is 30. Bible says uh, actually, the Bible doesn't. Do you know what the Bible says? Jesus. There's some verse. He began his ministry at 30, and then 30. No, but close. Jesus didn't begin his ministry at 30. It says Jesus began his ministry at about 30 years of age. About. I wonder why it would say about. Well, what can about be? He's about 30. Can I be 38 if I'm about 30? Probably not. 34? Maybe. 33? 33, 34? 28 to 33, maybe about 30. Yeah. So you can go a little before, a little after. What the the big question is, what year was Jesus born? He was born in the year zero. (laughs) Hey, what year is it? Zero. Huh? What? You can't have a year zero. So what year was he born? Okay, there's evidence in the Bible. What king, what horrible, horrible, horrible Herod. king was alive when Jesus was a baby? Herod. Guess what year Herod died? How old would you, when would Jesus have to be born if Herod was alive and wanted to kill the babies because of Jesus? He'd have to be pre two, maybe three or four BC. Three or four. How old was Jesus. 36. Like You guys, I can't make this stuff up. I can't make this stuff up. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. If Isaac was 36 and Jesus was 36, okay, that's a little too coincidental. Guys, listen to this. If Isaac was a young adult at the time of the Akedah and Abraham was well over a hundred years old, it would be impossible for the old man to have forcefully bound and sacrificed his son. Isaac would have been in the prime of his years, easily able to overpower the old man. So remove the image of the helpless little boy that went obliviously to his death and replace it with a picture of a man in his mid thirties, willingly holding up his wrists for his father to tie and set him on that altar oh my gosh, that changed my life. It's an image not unlike that of Messiah, who for the love and profound trust in his father consented to be sacrificed. Guys, the parallel is unmistakable. Both men in the prime of their lives submit to lay down their lives for the sake of their father's will. Can you imagine Isaac at 36? Hey, Dad, uh, where are we going? Uh, Moriah, Mount Moriah, God told me. Where's the, uh, where's the sacrifice? Where's the lamb? God said he'd provide one, son. Dad, come on. What's going on? We're here. We're we're just going to wait for a lamb to fall out of heaven? Do you trust me? Isaac, do you trust me? Of course I do, Dad. I'm supposed to sacrifice you. What? And after they have this awkward conversation, does Abraham bind Isaac and set him on the altar? Yes, he does. Does he do it against his will? He couldn't possibly do it against his will. You got to see a 36-year-old laying down on that pyre of wood as his old father is tying his ankles and binding his ankles together. Isaac says, I don't know if God's going to save me or not, but I trust you, my father. I love you so much. I'm going to be willing to die because you promised that I could trust you and that God was going to do something. Now there's a whole lot to this story that doesn't make any sense, If Isaac is an eight-year-old, why does the Torah say, and Abraham put the wood of his sacrifice on his son? You imagine an eight-year-old under 100 pounds of wood? It would just squish him. He's eight. How could he carry 100 pounds? He doesn't even weigh 100 pounds. But then you think of a 36-year-old carrying 100 pounds of wood, oh, easily on his back. His father lays the wood of his sacrifice right on his son's back, and he's 36, so he could carry it. Wait. God laid the wood of Jesus' sacrifice on his back and said, you can carry it. You can carry it. The mistake I mean, the, the, the similarities are unmistakable, y'all. It's just, it's powerful how this opens up. Whew. So, had Isaac wanted to resist, he could have easily done so. And had Yeshua, Jesus, wanted to resist, he tells us, that no power on earth could have put him on the cross. You remember when the guards came to arrest Jesus, the night in Gethsemane, he said to Peter, do you not think that I cannot request from my father and at once he will not send me more than 12 legions of angels. Do you think I can't do that, Peter? And Peter's like, okay, okay, calm down, I'm sorry. He said, I don't need your help, put your sword away, 12 legions. How much is a legion, a Roman legion? 6,000. 6,000 Six thousand times 12. What is that? 72,000? 72, 72,000 angels. And remember, these aren't fat, cute little cherubs wearing diapers, shooting little arrows into people's hearts. These are, these are beasts. These are huge. These are scary, scary creatures. 72,000 angels. Boom. Because Jesus says, I don't want to go to the cross. It's like, oh. So I'm telling you guys, Isaac is supposed to show us Jesus, okay? Uh, um, I lay down my life so that I may take it up again, Jesus says. No one has taken it from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. That's Jesus in the gospels. And I can see Isaac. You're not taking my life from me, Father. I'm going to lay it down because I trust you. Ouf